This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebon Udang. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Mark Pazniokas is the Capitol Bureau Chief and co-founder of Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article on how an unsigned memo provoked a vigorous defense from Costas Diamantis. Diamantis is the state's former deputy budget director, fired last October after subpoenas were issued in a federal investigation of Connecticut school construction contracts. Uh, Hello, Mark. How are you? I am fine. Good to be with you. Good. Uh, You say this memo was from uh, the building trades ahead of a meeting with Governor Ned Lamont in the summer of 2020. Could you give us a brief background of what was in this memo and how does that tie into the subsequent federal grand jury investigation into Diamantis and school construction contracts? Sure. My interest in this memo that was written by the Trades Association, really, I was looking at it to determine at what point should the governor and his administration have been uh, alerted to the fact that perhaps uh, there were some improprieties in school construction grants. So, In the summer of 2020, the Connecticut Building Trades, the association of all the different construction unions, had a meeting with the governor. And it was kind of a clear-the-air meeting for a variety of of, uh, issues. I got access to not only the Building Trades memo, which was really talking points uh, that were drafted in advance of the meeting with the governor. And then there was a, a very vehement rebuttal that Costa Diamantis wrote while he was still the director of the Office of School Construction Grants and Review. And one of the questions was, who saw these two memos? And the governor said he never saw the building trades memo, nor did he see the rebuttal. And both the governor and the building trades members say they really never got to the issue of the school construction uh, and Costa Diamantes. Costa was accused in this memo of really engineering um, an emergency declaration. This, there have only been two schools uh, that have been uh, authorized to be rebuilt under these emergency procedures. One was after uh, Sandy Hook, and the other one was this primary school, this elementary school in Tolland, where, yes, the uh, foundation was found to be crumbling due to pyrotite, that mineral that expands when wet and has really bedeviled a lot of homeowners in that part of Connecticut. Um, Costa Diamantes and the school office had nothing to do with the emergency declaration. That was done by the Commissioner of Administrative Services in consultation with lawyers. But One of the consequences of the emergency declaration is uh, you did not have to get competitive bids. Um, There have been a number of allegations by a number of officials in various cities and towns that Costa Diamantes did urge them to hire particular contractors. And in one case, It was a company that was employing his daughter, Anastasia Diamantis. And that's another twist to the story. (laughs) Yes, it is. That now brings in the the forced retirement of Chief State's Attorney Richard Colangelo. 
uh, over his hiring of Diamantis' daughter. Yes, that led to the chief state's attorney retiring rather than face removal proceedings because the conclusion of an inquiry commissioned by the governor's office by a former U.S. attorney, Stan Forty, uh, he concluded that uh, the chief state's attorney was not truthful in answering questions about this. So obviously that's a big problem if you are the state's chief prosecutor. Um, and so there was that consequence. Uh, and then we have another consequence, which is Melissa McCaw, who is, well, still technically the uh, secretary of policy and management. That's the person in charge of the state budget. She had hired Costa as her deputy and she and Costa were lobbied by Mr. Colangelo, yet another wrinkle, uh, for help in getting raises for top prosecutors at the same time that Mr. Colangelo hired Costa's daughter to a $99,000 a year job as an executive assistant. So, yes, you really need a map uh, to follow all the threads of, of this tale. But one of the consequences is it really did damage Melissa McCaw's relationship uh, with the governor's office. Um, her judgment was called into question. The governor did insist that he was very supportive of her retaining, but she did uh, hand in her resignation last week. Uh, she is going to be working as the finance director in East Hartford. Um, she will be on the state payroll for another couple of weeks, uh, but she's basically taken a leave. She's going to take her remaining vacation. And so she is done as the OPM secretary. So it is a, a kind of a, a stunning series of dominoes that's gone over as far as the OPM secretary is gone. The chief state's attorney is retiring uh, in March as a result of this. And then of course the FBI is investigating as to whether or not there were any illegalities in how contracts were managed in Connecticut. And all this is fallout from that memo <laughs> to yes. Lamont from a building trades union in the summer of 2020. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Mark Pazniokas is the Capitol Bureau Chief and co-founder of the Connecticut Mirror. His article is titled, An Unsigned Memo Provoked a Vigorous Defense from Costa Diamantis. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Eban Udama.